In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Dear brethren, we always have someone to remember before the altar of God. We all have gone through the experience of loss, the loss of someone we loved but had to depart. So many members of our families, grandparents, parents, and friends, so many people who helped us to be what we are today, and how much we wish they were here with us. But even though they are not here anymore, we remain united, united by the bounds of the grace of God, which is like the spiritual blood that connects all the spiritual family of God in heaven, on earth, and in purgatory. Even though we are in different places, even though we have different addresses, we remain one family, heaven, earth, and purgatory. So we always have someone to remember before the altar of God. In the Holy Scriptures, it's written that nothing which is not pure can enter into the kingdom of heaven. No one can see the face of God unless he has been purified. And all the trials and the difficulties that we have to face here on earth serve for this end, to purify us. As the gold is purified by fire, we are purified by the tribulations we have to suffer. However, sometimes this purification is not completed here below. And then, in His mercy, God allows us to undertake a time of purification after death. And this is the purgatory. After death, our soul will have to face the particular judgment of God. And depending on, on the state in which we die, meaning, depending if we die in state of grace or in state of mortal sin, we are going to receive heaven or hell as our eternal reward or punishment. So all the souls that leave this earth in a state of grace, they are saved forever. But among these souls in a state of grace, there are those who were not completely purified from their faults on earth. So they will have to go to purgatory before entering into the presence of God in heaven. In this way, 
purgatory is at the same time a place of mercy and a place of justice. Mercy because although we are not completely pure, we can still hope for heaven. And the justice because there we will have to pay through our sufferings for every fault we committed on earth. The faults which were not yet expiated. So the souls in purgatory suffer. And it is through these sufferings that they are purified. However, they have the great consolation to know that they are saved. That all their sufferings will have an end. And soon or later, they will see the face of God. My brethren, how many people that we know, how many people that we have known, may be now detained in this prison? How many of our beloved ones are now in need of our help? And we can help them to live sooner this place of suffering through our prayers and our sacrifices done on their behalf, we can help them to pay what they owe to the divine justice. And the most powerful way to help the souls in purgatory is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Because in this sacrifice we offer God the Immaculate Lamb, who takes away the sins of the world. And it is most holy sacrifices offered for the living and the dead. It brings relief to the suffering souls in purgatory, especially for those we pray for. So please pray for your beloved ones during Mass. Yes, pray for them, and do not forget to ask your priests to pray for them as well. Because you know that during the canon of the Mass, which is the most important part of the liturgy, we have two mementos, one for the living and one for the dead. Two times the priest stops his prayers at the altar, to name the people he wants to pray for. So powerful it is this remembrance done at the altar before the sacrifice the lamb. So let us pray for our beloved ones who have gone before us because in this there is help and comfort for the dead as well as for the living. And I would like to conclude in reading for you a vision that Santa Perpetua, a martyr of the first centuries of the Church, had 
of her young brother, who died at the age of seven and was suffering in purgatory. She says, While we were all praying, suddenly, in the middle of our prayer, a voice came to me and named Dinocrat. And I was astonished because that name had never before entered my mind until then. And I was grieved as I remembered his misfortune. And immediately I felt that I had to make a prayer on his behalf. And I began to pray for him and to lament to the Lord. Without delay, on that very night, the following vision was shown to me. I saw Dinocrat going out from a gloomy place. There were also many other dark places there. And he was parched and very thirsty, and his pale countenance was filthy, and the wound which he had when he died was still on his face. This Dinocrat had been my brother according to the flesh, who had died at the age of seven. His face had been so his face had been so eaten out with cancer that his death was repugnant to all men. For him I had made my prayer. In the same place where Dinocrat was, there was a vessel full of water, but it was higher than the height of the boy. And Dinocrat stretched himself up on tiptoe, as if to drink. And I was grieved because although the vessel held water, still because of its height he could not drink. And I was awakened, and knew that my brother was suffering. But I trusted that I could bring relief to his suffering. So I made my prayer for my brother day and night, with groans and tears. And some days later, the following was shown to me. I saw that same place which I had formerly seen, and the Dinocrat, clean and well-dressed, was finding refreshment. And where the wound had once been, I now saw a scar. And the vessel which I had seen before, I now saw that it had been lowered, even to the boy's stomach. And he drew water from the vessel unceasingly. And on its top was a goblet filled with water. And the Dinocrat drew near and began to drink from it. And the goblet was never empty. And once he was satisfied, he began to play in the water, joyfully, after the manner of children. And then I understood by this image that he had been transported from the place of punishment. So, my brethren, let us pray for the poor souls in purgatory. It is an act of mercy. They are really poor. Let us pray for them 
so that they may be delivered from their sufferings and be finally admitted to the unfathomable light of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.